When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Friday, the 28th of July. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Hello, fellas. Hello. And guess what? It's Freaky Friday. Jim didn't give all the teasers. That's right. Because we're going to surprise y'all. That's right. These stories are so good, I didn't even want to tease That's people. That's right. Because they couldn't take no more if I told them we have stories a up front. bullshit meter in the studio, yeah. and it's uh, I've never Guess seen what? it hit the red line. It's about Guess at what? the red line. The part of it, I mean, I'm part of it. Y'all are going to be surprised. I'm yeah. going to tell you about a new thing that's going to come up. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I've got before we uh, deliver all the surprises yeah. of these stories, I have a few corrections and retractions. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, the first one is a mic correction retraction. I, along with many other news outlets. <laughs> Incorrectly told you that the uh, alleged Long Island serial killer had a soundproof room in his basement. That was erroneous. That story was going around everywhere. He actually does have a vault. Um, it is not soundproof. And police still do believe that uh, that possibly one or more of the uh, of the murders was committed in that room. But there is no soundproof room in that basement. Woody – being uh, a world traveler and uh, and also somebody who's very up on pop culture. I have no idea what he's going to say, y'all. Declared himself in Thursday's episode as the South American correspondent <laughs> on the basis of doing a story 200 yards south of Yuma, Arizona, in a city in Mexico. It's, it's called okay. a, so, so Woody. Nogales. So, so Woody. Yeah. Um, that doesn't count as being the South American. Hey, I can't tell you gave You're, me a story that was in Mexico. But that's, that, that's not South America. That's well, 200, yeah, right. that's 200 yards right. off of North right. America. Um, <laughs> in, in the story, in the story about hey, the, fuck yourself. in the story, <laughs> in the story about the Missouri, uh, the Missouri uh, uh, boat accident. Here we where, go. You're going to hammer me again. No, no. In the story about the Missouri. No, I wish, I wish. That I didn't know this person's correct name because to me there's they're uh, they're talentless and I don't know why they're famous, but you uh, they were talking about uh, the guy that owned the boat and some of the famous people he had done stuff with from his L.A. custom shop and you said he had done something with DJ Kaled. What's he, what's his name? It, Kaled. It's DJ Khaled. Oh, you and tell, Khaled, and, Khaled. You tell and, all my, I, I and, give a fuck about him. So, here, right? I am so proud of you for not knowing that because I, I wish I, I didn't that know is. that. I, I don't. It's one of those people you go, how is this guy famous? Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. Um, right. Marky Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, come on. And Tupac. this is sort of a correction. You see, they served a, a search warrant on, the, on the, that dude's resident in Tupac's case. In, in Vegas last yeah, week, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, sort of a correction for all of us. When Jim did his Mile High story for yesterday's episode and talked about the poor Brazilian man who said the word bomb, 
not one of us realized how easy it would have been for Karen, the military, you know, the militant gate agent to have just used Rosetta Stone and figured out instantly exactly. oh, right. what the guy was saying. And if right. she'd have just... How do you say bomb in Italian, Mike? If, if she'd have, uh, bomb, if she'd have <laughs> just taken <laughs> the five seconds to uh, to invest in Rosetta Stone, she'd have saved she everyone our in that code, our all code, kinds of trouble. Y'all, it's today. 40% off. The code is... Today. I know, but, but you got something before that. Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone forward slash... Four slash today. today. Go get it. No get more. it today. Any oh, oh, the final. Uh, the final correction retraction. I have no, everybody smiling. was kind, everybody yeah. was kind of right, but uh, a guy by the name of James Scott, inmate James Scott, fought a series of fights out of Rahway State Prison in the late seventies and early eighties. It was a brainchild of the wardens who said, if you can raise money, we'll do it from here. And HBO came in and partnered with them, and the guy actually won a belt from inside of yeah, the prison. And you I know understand. that was killing him. Well, you guys were in diapers, so yeah. you're, you're forgiven. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was actually like eight years old. So. I might have been in diapers still. All the other shit on the show, we Except got right folk. people. I Everything else, how we were HBO right. wasn't even around in 1978. Yeah, no, that's right. It was right when they were formed. Yeah. yeah, it was right in the very beginning. When they actually showed movies. It's actually a, yeah. A, yeah. a risky maneuver on their part. Hmm. Well, right. well I think it's go. time to get into some crime. Let's roll. Let's roll with it. We're going to bring you to Louisiana first. And a one-year-old girl has drowned in just that's nine hard. inches of water left at the bottom of a kiddie pool hmm. at her Louisiana home. Navea. Fugate and her four-year-old sibling were playing in the backyard of their Kenner home on Thursday night when a dog knocked the toddler into the pool. Yeah, it's horrible. It had been mostly drained, but it still had about nine inches of water at the bottom. The children's grandfather was supposed to be watching the children at the time and now may be facing negligent homicide charges. Yeah. Police said they received the call about a drowning at 8.15 p.m. on Thursday, and when officers arrived at the scene, a four-year-old explained what had happened. Uh, Cunningham said that when Nevaeh was pulled from the pool, she had a pulse, but she later died. Her grieving mother, Sandra Fugate, has full custody of her children, but said that her father was watching them at the time. Authorities say an investigation into the death is ongoing. It will include further interviews with the four-year-old witness and toxicology reports for, from the adult. Charging decisions could hinge on those results. Yeah. Nevaeh's drowning death came just two days before an un- unidentified seven-year-old Slidell Louisiana boy drowned in his home's uh, above-ground pool. Little information has been released about that case, but St. Tammany Corner Dr. Charles Preston said the drowning death appears to have been uh, ha- appears to have happened when the boy was temporarily unattended. Sadly, these deaths occur all too often, and each and every one of them is avoidable. That from the corner. Officials and local doctors are now warning parents and gar- guardians to keep close eyes on their children around water. Seems obvious. Uh, and uh, Dr. Anna Sussman, a pediatrician, says drownings can happen even in shallow water. If a younger infant who doesn't know even how to roll over yet, can't prevent themselves or get themselves up out of water. If they are surrounded by water in their nose and mouth area, they can and will suffocate. The doctor says she employed strict water precautions with her own children and said, first of all, you have to have a vocal response from an adult saying, yes, you can enter the water. Feet first always, and that depends on if you are wearing swimmies. It really should be an adult in constant eyesight with no phones or any other distractions. Believe it or not, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention says that there are an average of 11 drownings each day in the United States. Even near drownings can leave victims with long-term disabilities from brain damage. So what do you guys think on this? Uh, The grandfather, assuming... The toxicology report comes back, and he wasn't under any influence I mean, of anything. Is I tell you something, man. The, the, the I don't ever talk about them, but I've worked so many kid death cases where it's just accidents like this is. Even though 
I mean, I guess if he was watching, maybe we would have seen it or whatever. I don't know. The hardest thing in the world is have to interview these parents or the, you know, they're grieving. Yeah. Even if you're shit. Yeah. He's parent, suffering. It, shitty, it, unless you, know, you kill them, he, you're suffering. And oh, it's yeah. just bad. There's no winner in this situation. If he was high on whatever and, and didn't pay attention, then I'm sure they'll hit him with something, but it's just, I mean, it's a grandfather, it's and he, the pain he's going to feel for Forever. the rest of his life. I had, when I was in fifth grade, I remember it like it was yesterday, two friends that when swimming together in the bay and some spots in the bay have just really, really muddy. Uh, the, the the bottom is really muddy. You can be in three feet of water and it's like being quicksand. And one of them got stuck in it and uh, uh, and actually got his head stuck in it and, oh, wow. and drowned at yeah. age 10 in fifth grade. And the, the kid that was with him, um, I mean uh, – not been in contact with him for, for years now, but all the way through high school. I mean, he, he carried it with him everywhere. thought about it every day because sure. he couldn't get him out. Just horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, boom. Like too many members. I'm going to grab my eyeglasses. All right. We're letting this episode run with uh, everything that, that happens behind the scenes and we're cutting nothing. So this is Jim's first time out of the room. He's going to get glasses. There'll be a, there'll be a P stop that I'll have to do. A no, not today. Later. I get, cause we're going to win our time crunch today. Gonna He's going to hold it. You're, uh, you're betting a buck. Huh? Wait, wait, he's got to get out of here at a certain time. We're in a time crunch. So I bet you he's going to hold his pee. He's recording everything. He, he may go in his pants. Let's he's say talking if to it's the that, people. Like, like, it's that tight. He may have to go but, in his pants. But it, he's recording like we never stopped recording. Right. He said this is Jim's first time out of the room. <laughs> talking shit. <laughs> All right, y'all. Just because hey. he can hold his piss for two days straight. Right. That was a horrible story. Um, let me take you to oh, Brian Kohlberger, y'all. Um, Brian Kohlberger might claim an alibi. The Idaho murder suspect uh, might rely on an alibi during his upcoming trial. Kohlberger, 29, who is standing silent in the case, reiterated his right to silence in a, a Monday filing responding to the state's demand to present an alibi. A judge entered a not guilty plea on Kohlberger's behalf after his attorney said he would stand silent at a hearing back in May. Ann Taylor, his defender, public defender said evidence corroborating Mr. Kohlberger's being at a location other than the King road address when the murders occurred on November 13th will be disclosed. His attorneys also anticipate the cross examination of witnesses produced by the state and calling expert witnesses during the trial. This is standard y'all according to the experts, this filing is just providing the notice that the defense might rely on an alibi without the defendant testifying it's possible defense may try and use the cell phone data to put the defendant in a location not close to the murder scene. Alibi is an affirmative defense. So notice to the state is required under Idaho law. And when the government calls experts to talk about cell towers and the location of cell phone, things like that, then perhaps the defense is going to cross-examine those experts on cell phone information to establish that his cell phone was somewhere else. Kohlberger, a former criminology PhD student at Washington State, um, is y'all, y'all know this. He's charged with four counts of murder and burglary, and you know uh, the investigators determined that his phone registered pinged at the crime scene between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. on November 13th, and then around 9 a.m., roughly three hours before the police said they received the 911 call reporting the murders. And that was all according to an affidavit filed in January. The y'all, you know, we've covered this story, and Nashville we will continue to bring you to this horrible case. You know, and and I think in Brian Koberger's case, he knows just enough about the law to keep his mouth shut, yep. and that's creating a lot of, uh, I guess, unsubstantiated innuendo right. from people of of well, maybe he's got an alibi, and that's right, why he's not. Right, right. You know, he's certainly going to claim everything he can to get out of it. Because he's going to get the death penalty. They claimed last month that the uh, sheath was planted evidence. Yeah, they're going to, what are are they going to say? How do do you plant evidence when at the time you don't know who did it? They've got to do their jobs. What are they going to say? Yeah, our client left it there. (laughs) They're not going to say that. They're going to say it's planted. 
right? Yeah. I don't really understand the the this I, standing you, silent thing. Is that a, is that a commonly what? done thing? That, I think he's such a psychopath and is, and he's so narcissistic that he he thinks he's the smartest person in that whole courtroom and he's gonna ride it out. So we'll see. He wouldn't be the first one. Won't be the last. Can't wait to see him fry his ass. Well, holy cow, it rhymed, right? Give me a dime, I made a rhyme. (laughs) Poet and didn't know it. Well, speaking of uh, of psychos, we've already conjectured around uh, the table here over the last few episodes that there's no way in our minds that Rex Huerman committed these three or four. Uh, select murders in uh, be a lot on Long more, Island a lot and uh, and never murdered anywhere else. And lo and behold, a uh, story emerges about a serial killer that was labeled the Eastbound Strangler really? in uh, the uh, Atlantic City area uh, in the early 2000s. So the arrest of suspected Long Island serial killer Rex Huerman has prompted investigators across the country to re-examine similar cold case murders, right? So people are yeah, looking yeah. for I, they, they MOs. They do that anytime they, they, somebody gets busted in a case like this. Including nearby, well, I wouldn't say nearby. It's a good three hours away, Oceanfront Enclave, where four sex workers were found lined up dead in a sewage ditch back in 2006. So this would be... Four years prior to the Gilgo Beach stuff yep. um, and in a very similar kind of setup with a very similar M.O. dealing with sex workers. Two women walking in a marsh behind a row of motels just west of Atlantic City stumbled across a gruesome site back in November of 2006. They found the remains of Kim Raffo, who was 35, so a little older than his normal demographic and police arrived to discover three more women in the same pit. Tracy Ann Roberts, age 23, Molly Ditz, age 19 and Barbara Bredore, again, a little outside of his demo, age 42. Like Huerman suspected prey, the victims of New Jersey's eastbound strangler were all uh, sex workers. They were all posed in the same direction, placed face down in filthy water and barefoot Farther behind the hotel is the Atlantic City Expressway. The AC Expressway, uh, having been on both of these roads, is very similar to Ocean Parkway, the, the road in Long Island that, uh, that we're talking about. So it would be a really similar setting for, uh, for him to have done that. A dancer from a club called Stiletto, which is a, a strip club on the boardwalk in Atlantic Sounds City. Sounds like fun to me. Yeah. Said I she, thought it was a church. Said, <laughs> said she believes she <laughs> believes she may have seen Huerman three separate times, twice before the pandemic and one more time in 2021. All three times, she said, he paid for a private room but declined a lap dance. He just wanted me to sit and talk with him and then would keep persu- trying to persuade me to meet him outside of the club. I never went. I've met people outside the club before, so I'm not a total stranger to it. But this guy did not make me feel comfortable enough to do that. She said she believes he left her alone after the third visit because she'd gained some weight following the birth of her second child, which is an interesting observation. You'll recall that despite his, quote, ogre like size of 6'6", 275, Huerman's suspected victims had all been really petite, with three of them under five feet tall and around 100 pounds. All four of these bodies uh, in Atlantic City fit the petite part of the description. So while she said she didn't uh, or she couldn't be fully sure that the man was Huerman, she described him as a large New Yorker with a similar face, Although he stopped going to the club, Huerman's distinctive features rattled the Atlantic City dancer one more time, she said. I do know I did see him on Tinder, too. When uh, the Suffolk County prosecutors released the photos uh, he used on Tinder, my jaw nearly dropped, she said. So the dancer said she'd been afraid for years due to the unsolved slayings in uh, Gilgo as well as Atlantic City and noted her club is close to the road leading out of the town um, to the uh, the former Golden Key uh, Motel. So, again, even she 
observed that the setting there was very similar to the one on Long Island. A parking attendant next door said he recognized Huerman as an infrequent visitor to the club. So did the clerks at several stores along the boardwalk. Huerman's wife and adult children have a connection to Atlantic City, which makes it uh, logical from that standpoint. Huerman is reported to be a heavy drinker, uh, but bartenders in the, aven- in, in the area said they weren't sure if they recognized him from the TV coverage or from in person. Um, but you know, some of them said they recognized him. Atlantic City uh, also has a lot in common with one of Huerman's other preferred destinations, Las Vegas, meaning all the gambling. So at this point, it's things that make you go, hmm, but – I mean, it's yeah, it's a very I said similar. It in the beginning, he's got he's got way more bodies on it than them, so um, pretty. Maybe he got comfortable, started dumping closer or whatever. Uh, in the beginning, he's spread out. Yeah, he, he he's got more than three bodies on him. Well, we'll see what uh, what kind of evidence they are able to get together from here in uh, Atlantic City. And I'm predicting that they're going to pull some some DNA. Uh, if from way back when on one of these girls and it's going to ladies it's going to match up to this idiot shout out to astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples my allergies are throwing my whole morning off do i sound different to you I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year though bro i sound different to me i feel like i'm in a submarine yeah well have you tried Astapro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention. Speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. 
All right. Michael, keep us posted for sure on that. Right. A naked man has been terrorizing a Los Angeles apartment complex, Uh-oh. and police say there's little they can do. Really? Residents have the intruder on security cameras on multiple occasions. The unknown man has been seen at least five times walking through the outside areas of the apartment complex. And incidentally, we have uh, some footage that we're going to upload to Facebook that will <laughs> it'll blow your mind. This is this is just a naked man on the stroll. What do you ever do? It's pretty crazy. He's running around naked, the resident says, adding that families are concerned because there are children in the building. Neighbors have since banded together. Think of it like a neighborhood watch. Mm-hmm. Using surveillance cameras to catch the intruder in the act, one resident said the man was seen touching himself sexually oh, while walking naked in the hallways. Surveillance footage uh, shared with the uh, with uh, police showed the man wandering without clothes on the outside of dwellings, and one clip appears to show the man breaking through the window of an apartment. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now he's not so innocent. Now he's just not a man that wants to be free, wants, wants to, to be me. Stuff. You remember right. that song, I want to be free. Residents said they do not know why the naked man breaks into the locked apartment complex and have made multiple complaints to LAPD. Police said that while the department is aware of the complaints, and this is what's perplexing to me, officers cannot arrest the man since no crime has been committed. Oh, shit, he's walking around naked. They got him on video. Period. Yeah, that's a crime. That's called, Apparently, in LA, that's not a crime. Well, yeah, that's the that's the assume assuming crimes everywhere else on Earth are going to also be crimes in Los Angeles is you can't make that assumption anymore. Yeah, so right. I, I don't know if uh, if now you're allowed to just walk. It also may be. Around LA. Cops, I mean, it's indecent exposure, if nothing else. And the cops are like, mm, I'm not fucking with that. Yeah, that's what I think. You know, you would think, well, maybe they're too busy, and they're right, like, this guy's not. They got yeah. him on video. He wants to be like, free. He wants to be I mean, me. They should put him on the local news and, and, and lock his ass up. Well, I think that, that, that that's the, the, the bigger thing, is they know with the current laws there that if he's arrested, he'll be out in a couple hours that's anyway. Right. And so what sense does it make? That's right. Well, it, hey, well, I mean, you know. Well. He wants to be free. Yeah. <laughs> Free Willy, right? Free so, Willy. Again, yes. y'all, since I'm the official South American correspondent, haha, Mikey didn't know I had this one. I'm going to bring you another story. Surprise. Even though Surprise. it's not location, South America, it may, be, it may be more Central America, Mexican, Mex- Mexico, whatever. But Okay, anyway. let's, ma- let's just end the debate right, and uh, make you the official Mexican correspondent. No, I, I don't, I don't you notice know, I'm position. giving away all I, the I territory. Just, I was trying to give you shit the other day because I know you, the, the, you know, how you are about stories. But anyway, so following anonymous <laughs> tips, check this out. Listen, following an anonymous tip, <clears throat> the remains of 27 people, their bodies hacked into pieces, were found in a clandestine burial ground in Reynosa, Mexico, just four miles, Mike, south of the border earlier this month. Oh, that's definitely the, south the of graves, <laughs> The graves were uncovered, and this is serious. I got to not laugh. The graves were uncovered by a volunteer collectivo made up of the relatives of disappeared persons. On July 14th, the Attorney General's office in the Mexican state of Tamaulipas said in a statement earlier this week noting that the office has opened an investigation into the site. Forensics experts worked at the site for four days. The office said recovering what could be as many as 27 skeletons. Forensic specialists in human ID are working to identify each of the victims. Volunteers said four people have thus far been identified by loved ones from distinguishing tattoos preserved in chunks of skin. Many of the bodies, however, were dismembered into a half a dozen pieces, which will make identification more difficult. Such mass graves are not uncommon throughout Mayaco and by the border, where cartels and other gangs often unload victims' bodies into mass graves. There are some 100,000 disappeared and missing people in Mexico, and 13,000 of them are from Tamaulipas, the, the state with the second most number of disappeared people behind Jalisco, right? with almost 15,000. Desire in Mexico to recover lost loved ones has led to the formation of collectivos like the search party for the love of the disappeared who located this secret burial ground in Reynosa last week. 
A grave site, which was near an irrigation canal containing the 27 recovered bodies, included 16 burial pits, some with several, several body dumps inside and covered with just a foot and a half of dirt. And several of the bodies appeared to have been buried recently. It's quite dangerous for these collectivos because the cartels will sometimes call in fake tips of burial grounds and set up ambushes for local law enforcement agents. Gee, so even the people looking to find these people are at risk because they get tips that could be fake tips. I miss the good old Mexico days when we could go across to the border town, have fun. Now you can't do it anymore. I'm going to tell you what, Woody. That was one of the best international correspondent stories I've ever heard. Except for you do in South Asia. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the rest of them suck, right? (laughs) I think think your your accents are – yeah, I think along. there's a, I think there's yeah. a battle there. Well, he's yeah. doing he's, you're doing Spanish it's better it, than it. he's doing uh, Asian. I do a great Asian. Yeah, you, do, uh, you do, you do. I give you that. We'll give you a chance to do that later. <laughs> Rosetta Stone <laughs> slash slash. Hey, today, raise your hand if you were a frat boy. Right. Here. Okay. Sigma Chi. Really, I was double life, legacy Sigma Chi, but I'm Sigma Nay. Pike. Huh? Pike Kappa Alpha. Clemson frat boys are in trouble. Oh, yeah. Frat boys are always in trouble. A Clemson University fraternity house has drawn a four-year suspension after an investigation found that new members were being initiated with rituals that involved salt-like materials that caused burns. Clemson sanctioned the only chapter of Alpha Gamma Rho in the state last week, according to the Post and Courier. An independent probe stemming from a spring complaint had uncovered that new pledges also reportedly faced sleep deprivation. University documents mention ice water baths and another form of hazing. The chapter accepted responsibility and mutually agreed to the penalty. Philip Sykes, a Clemson University spokesperson, said all student organizations are, quote, held to high standards of behavior and expected to uphold those at all times. He added that the Office of Fraternity and Sorority Life provides anti-hazing training and awareness to all chapters. As a university, we take all allegations of hazing within our student organizations very seriously, Sykes told the AP. This punishment is the latest uh, uh, met it out by Clemson for Greek life violations. A four-year suspension began in the fall for Pi Kappa Phi over personal servitude by new members and morally degrading behavior, according to university documents. Delta Tau Delta has been suspended since the fall of 2020 after reports of similar incidents alongside uh, underage alcohol provision. Boys, Anyone care to jump in with an initial yeah. comment on this? I'll jump if in. not, I've got they, a story they or two. They could not live back in my day. Hell no. And Ice went, water bath. Yeah, right? That's good uh, for you. Sleep deprivation? <laughs> shit, you better sleep believe. Sleep deprivation. The shit that the, we did that I can't even get into. But back in my <laughs> day, you know, you now you can't have alcohol and everything right. else. Back in my day on Friday evenings, they pulled in the Budweiser truck, had six kegs in it, had taps, three taps on each side, and that bitch would be empty by Saturday morning, right? Yeah. We'd grease down the whole hallway with beer and do a beer slide. And you talking about hazing? Shit. I can't tell. I mean, everything and we did obviously was illegal. Absolutely. And, and, and look, there are some deaths that, yeah, yeah, that you read about horrible. with the alcohol where they're forcing them to drink so much. And, and I don't, none of us, I'm sure, agree with that. But, Ice water baths? I mean, come on. I, I know people that do that for the, the healing quality. Right. Yes. <laughs> Sleep, Sleep no, deprivation. I get that every night. Go to hell week, where I went to hell week. And see well, what there, about. If you think back, look, I, I think back on some of the stuff we did and the, the bonding that goes on mm-hmm. and friendships that last for life right. because of you know, things you endured together right. and the appreciation you have because you also do it. The the whole notion of pledgeship is, you know, all as one, you know, one guy screws up, everyone oh, yeah. screws up. And I so you're picking too. up the weakest link in the group and, uh, and there's, you know, an incredible camaraderie that develops because of that. Uh, lots of good yeah, yeah. comes yeah. from that. Yeah. What they're doing. They, I mean, every one of these universities has, has just, Watered this down to nothing. Greek life is a. It's it, it, where it used to be back in our day. You Greek, you were either Greek or you weren't, right? Or, or you were GDI. And, and nowadays, it's almost frowned upon to be Greek. 
Yeah. It's ridiculous. My my so my son just uh, became a pledge. They actually do it the summer before school even starts. Right. Um, he had to fly in to uh, ahead of time, and and that all just happened a uh, a week ago. And I'm uh, I'll provide some uh, some reports when I can, but I'm hoping that he has some kind of real experience. Not uh, he doesn't get uh, put on probation for having to take an ice water bath. Double, I mean, double secret, double probation. secret probation. Look, this is this is a good time for a segment, and we come across these WTFs. Yes. And uh, as I was reading over this article, I'm thinking this is definitely a WTF. Come, this is a WTF. Come up, this is a WTF. Music. Oh, I ha- no, people, I, have an, I people, have an idea. People love our segments. I have an idea for it. I don't want to. I don't want to say it live. We'll okay, all right. We'll talk about it off air. But so we'll have some music for the RWTS when we come across them. And in this one, a Florida man was arrested after a woman reported he submerged her head in a vat of tar last week. What? Never Who heard has this a one. vat of tar anymore. That's right. That makes you say WTF, right? right? Marshall Demick, 57, was charged with aggravated battery and aggravated assault with a firearm. Police responded to a domestic disturbance report on July 20th. The victim and her friend provided statements to police about the incident, which stemmed from an argument. During the argument, Demick dunked her head in a vat of tar-like substance that is used to treat clam and oyster bags. The suspect also allegedly pointed a gun at her and choked her. As a convicted felon, Demick was also charged with four counts of possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. So get this, the suspect removed several of his guns from his home before police arrived. He knew they were coming, right? He'd get rid of the firearms. But they were recovered by authorities at a nearby property. Demick is a convicted felon and is prohibited from possessing a firearm. Five years for each five firearm project exile federal. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you was many of that is. Yeah, he was stashing them everywhere. He knew they were coming. So he did get transported to jail where he is held on a half a million dollar bond. Uh, Duncan ahead in a tar vat I have a, not seen. That is a WT. <laughs> sure. a, a I was trying to figure out where you can get tar from unless they're asphalt or something. But it could be like creosote and all the poles. I, the I poles think that's a, that's essentially what it is because yeah, they creosote. say it treats clam, clam and, and oyster? oyster bags. So yeah. it must be a it's sticky like a, substance like, that you can like, wipe it like off and, and it just pulls that nastiness off of those clams and all that WTF. That was certainly, certainly, a good, certainly a good one. Let me, you know, let me take you to Texas. You ever stay at, a, at an Airbnb? Sure. All right. But you hadn't stayed at this one. A Texas couple is suing a Maryland man for $75,000 after he allegedly planted hidden cameras inside multiple rooms of an Airbnb they rented back in August. The lawsuit filed by Kaylee Gates and her fiance, Christian Perro, alleges an invasion of privacy perpetrated by the uh, property owner, Christopher Goisi. The couple stumbled upon the hidden cameras in the bathroom while engaging in intimate relations, causing them immediate distress and shock, according to the court documents. Recalling this distressing moment, Gates said, I went into pure panic, pure shock mode. The couple was intimate while in the shared bathroom, then lay down on the bed, put a movie on, and began to relax. It was at this point they noticed a smoke detector positioned above the bed in the center of the ceiling and another one in the corner arousing their suspicion, right? I have two in the same room. Under closer inspection, they discovered that these smoke detectors were, in fact, what they believed to be cleverly disguised cameras. Their suspicions grew when they found an identical device in the bathroom. Gates expressed the emotional turmoil that came following the unsettling revelation of the hidden camera stating, I definitely have had many cry sessions about it. Describing the feelings of embarrassment, humiliation, disgrace, and loss of dignity, Gates said she left the Airbnb immediately to seek accommodation at a hotel and promptly reported the matter to the police. In response to the report, law enforcement officers investigated the residence and found another video recording device camouflaged as a smoke detector in the basement where another guest was staying. Um, Go see the the guy that owned the Airbnb, y'all. Denied any wrongdoing when confronted about the incident a year ago by a local TV station. He suggested 
the possibility that the guests might have planted here, right? The guests might have planted devices themselves before reporting the matter to the police. The lawsuit contends that he obstructed the investigation by refusing to allow the Montgomery County Police Department to search his twin brother Larry's bedroom, which had been locked at the time, and they just charged him with a bunch of other shit, y'all. The uh, seventy-five thousand. I would want more than that. Yeah, that's uh, surprisingly I mean, low you, number. You getting me doing a porno? You get to pay yeah, more that's right. right. That's right. Hey, look, we could use that on the, on a patron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, that's crazy. I'm surprised. First Pam Anderson, I, now Woody Overton. I'm surprised we haven't heard of a, a lot more of those because uh, a lot of time, I mean, especially in, in certain locations, the the Airbnbs are just you know, for spring breakers right, and, right, and right. you know, uh, young folks were a lot of hanky-panky. I can't on. believe they put Two smoke detectors in one bedroom. Yeah, I mean that's kind of. They were looking for multiple angles on the smoke. I think. Well, they they wanted no blind spots in case they go to the closet to get dressed. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, and you know, look, Airbnbs are becoming extremely popular now, and and uh, I have personally never always stayed at the hotels, right? Mm -hmm. And that is that is kind of a course that can happen in a in a hotel as well as it could in yeah, an like Airbnb. Dick hairs left on my pillow. Right. Yeah. But I would say much less likely uh than an Airbnb because you have so much control over that and right. you don't have to worry about someone else coming right. in and checking behind you. Uh and with the popularity and the growth, that is something you gotta worry about yeah. versus staying at a you, you know yeah, a Hilton. And never gonna see that and I can't yeah, you know, all the people that stayed there before are going to come back and file suit now, too, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw it. Hey, the guy in L.A. wouldn't have filed suit. The one walking yeah, the around one naked. Walking around yeah, naked he would have yeah, liked yeah. it. Shut his junk right there on there TV. Hey, but, but, Jim, I hey mean, now. the, the uh, Verbo and, and uh, Airbnb have taken off because, you know, when you're on vacation with the family, to be able to have a 2,000, 2,500 square foot house or townhouse or condo, whatever, where you have complete privacy and everything else, and it's basically at the equivalent or close to the equivalent nightly price as a hotel. I mean, to me, whenever well, we go, so you, whenever no we go away as a family, we yeah. do that. We don't stay at hotels. Hey, there's, there's no doubt about it. And look, I, I have three kids. So yeah. for me, for a family to go Spread to a out. hotel, we either have to get two, two rooms, rooms. Or get a giant suite because only four people are allowed in one room in a regular size hotel yeah. room. So I, I get it, uh, but you do give up some of the control that you would have in a hotel setting yeah. where there's all these regulations. I, and you take that risk. Yeah, so, actually, so, Mike, you, you might be on video. But you and when you get your quiet. I actually That's stayed right. on. We video our own stuff. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. I'm not booming that. I stayed in one that was. Mike's yacht. Actually, the Airbnb was the yacht. yacht. Yeah, yeah, they do that. That was cool shit. Uh, me, me and Cindy and WL many, many years ago. And, yeah. uh, Where was that? That was uh, right on the Florida, Alabama line. Gold, basically Gulf Shores or Perdia, Key, whatever you want to call it. It was cool there. Staying in the marina. And yeah, they do both. I've never yeah. been on a yacht. rocking, don't come nothing. Never been on a yacht, whatever. Yeah. Well, this one wasn't, I'll take you wasn't that nice. Yeah, he'll take you. <laughs> Been in a bathtub. <laughs> we'll do a video from there. The, the audience loves it. Um, we've talked a couple times about Aaron Hernandez. I'm trying to remember oh, he, why we brought him up, but we've he we brought was, him up. He was on times. Netflix. Well, uh, his brother is in the news. So, I didn't even know he had a brother. So, yep. Dennis DJ Hernandez, the older brother mm -hmm. of troubled former NFL star. Now, deceased, troubled uh, former NFL star Aaron Hernandez has been arrested after police say he allegedly had been planning two school shootings. TMZ broke the story on Tuesday afternoon. Police claim that Hernandez appeared to be plotting shootings at both the University of Connecticut, uh, which is in Storrs, Connecticut, right. and Brown University uh, Ivy League School in Providence, Rhode Island, according – this is according to the Bristol, Connecticut – Police Department arrest documents. The documents state that several people came forward to claim that Hernandez was, quote, displaying very erratic behavior and showing concerning signs of being, quote, gravely disabled and a danger to society. According to the documents, one person told police she received a series of disturbing texts 
from Hernandez, including one that allegedly said, quote, we're taking lives if shit isn't paid up. It's been years in planning, just taking notes, names, and locations. They talked their way into this, and it's almost point game. Another person claiming to be Hernandez's ex-girlfriend told police she was concerned about his mental health and that he borrowed her car to drive to his scheduled July 7th court date, but instead of going to the court date, he traveled to both Brown and Yukon to, quote, map the schools out. She said he, quote, went into a number of classrooms and buildings while on the campuses. The ex-girlfriend also told police Hernandez was, quote, rambling about the incident and said, quote, he has a bullet for everyone. This is all in these documents that the Bristol uh, police have. The, uh, the arrest documents also state that Hernandez made numerous social media posts that contained threatening and concerning language and that many of the messages were ramblings about those who have wronged him. So he had some kind of vendetta here. One post allegedly included the final line, quote, will I kill? Absolutely. I've warned my enemies, so I've paid up front. Police went to Hernandez's residence on July 18th where a standoff allegedly ensued. When Hernandez failed to open the door, an officer contacted him uh, on his mobile phone. The officer then relayed uh, to his department that Hernandez had told them he was, quote, on foot, armed, and that if we approached him, he will try to kill us. Shortly after, uh, Hernandez exited the home and began advancing towards police with his hands outstretched to the side. He started yelling, shoot me, in almost a, uh, a daring them to do it kind of way, and ignored numerous police commands. Hernandez was then tasered. Uh, they subdued him and subsequently were able to take him into custody. He was later taken to a local hospital for evaluation where police say he continued to make threats, among them that he was, quote, planning to still kill anyone who profited off of his brother, Aaron. After his release from the hospital, Hernandez was transported to the Bristol Police Department where he was booked on charges of threatening and breach of peace. He's currently being held on $250,000 bond. He was arrested back in May when he led police in a pursuit. He was arrested a second time days later when he threw a bag with a brick uh, uh, and a handwritten note uh, at ESPN's campus in Bristol, Connecticut. So he threw a brick into ESPN's campus. Earlier this month, he missed his court date uh, uh, for the ESPN incident, which led to a third arrest. Uh, And we all know the story of his brother, Aaron, who played the three short seasons with the Patriots and was – Destined for stardom on the field before his life completely fell apart. His life didn't fall apart. Yeah, he he murdered people and then killed himself. Um, Wow. That's a mouthful. Yeah, and and, uh, apparently you didn't learn from your younger brother's mistakes, or older brother's mistakes, rather. Maybe he's smoking uh, shit or something. I don't know. Well, they supposedly had a really effed up upbringing and, and, you know, were very involved in gangs all the way through. A lot of people have. I know. I'm not not making excuses for that, but but it's uh, just. Well, and and, and I will say again, you know, the documentary on Netflix is great. I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's about Aaron Hernandez and just an amazing documentary. So check that out, you know, if you're so inclined. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. 
This 20 minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> Mile High Crimes for Friday. And look, y'all, uh, we're going to go to Mike's. Mike's hangout when he's not in Louisiana. Philadelphia. John F. Kennedy International Airport. Oh, yeah. You like JFK lately. You've been there been quite there. a bit. Yeah. He knows it well. And a man has been arrested by police at JFK after TSA officers detected a loaded gun in the man's backpack as he entered the security checkpoint. Sorry. Brilliant. However, this is not your normal situation. This man, a resident of Queens, New York, Worked at the airport at one of the retail shops. So TSA secured the handgun and notified Port Authority Police. Upon the man's arrest, his airport security ID badge was confiscated. And the badge is required of individuals who work on the secure side of the airport. Without it, of course, the man is no longer able to work there. It was a forty-five caliber handgun. It was loaded with four bullets confiscated by Port Authority Police. And in addition to his arrest, he also faces some federal uh, financial penalties, and they can reach as high as $15,000 for bringing a weapon to an airport checkpoint, depending on the circumstances. Uh, John Essig, who is the TSA's federal security director for the airport, says it was a good catch on the part of our TSA officers. We are seeing a record high number of travelers because at this point they were within that July 4th travel period and this is no time to be carrying prohibited or illegal items. I don't think any time would be a time, but get this y'all, uh, just the day before that TSA screened nearly 2.8 million travelers nationwide. That's how busy they are during these screenings. It was the sixth firearm they had detected at the airport's checkpoint so far this year. In 2022, seven guns were removed from carry-on bags at the airport. Now, last year, 6,542 firearms were caught at 262 out of 430 airport security uh, checkpoints nationwide. 88% of those guns were loaded. I knew Mike would like those stats. He loves yeah. that. TSA reserves the right to issue a civil penalty to individuals who have guns and gun parts with them at checkpoints, even gun parts. This applies to people with or without concealed carry permits, 
Because even though an individual may have a concealed carry permit, it does not allow for a firearm to be carried on an airplane. How about that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, note to self, don't bring a clip to the airport. Right. Don't bring a gun to right. the airport, and you'll be fine. Right. right? It right. seems like common sense, but people. Every day. My yeah. High. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. I could listen to that all day long, <laughs> Tiffany Seacor. Just saying. And what a follow-up yes. to a mile high. Kinky, kinky crimes for mile Friday, crimes. y'all. Man, this story brings back some memories, but uh, not for me. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Shit. <laughs> that <laughs> brings back memories. Oh, case, uh, Ooh, I can't wait to get into this. Case of a neurosurgeon who this happened to. But listen, so <laughs> this is freaking crazy. <laughs> a Tennessee woman has been charged with reckless homicide for what her attorney says was the accidental uh, um, asphyxiation of her husband after he consented to be bound and gagged. Whoa. The, the, right? Happens all the time. The whole family is upset with what occurred. Samuel Patterson, an attorney representing 25-year-old Rebecca Bargy, said, we stand by the fact that this was an accident. Rebecca placed duct tape over James's mouth and eyes and put a ball gag in his mouth and then tied a bandage <laughs> around his Wait, head. Slow like, down, Woody. You, you can't just glaze over right, a ball gag. Right, right. So, again, she placed duct tape. That's yes. going to fucking hurt, right, over mm-hmm. his mouth and eyes. It don't yeah. hurt that long. No, yeah, she, like, was playing the, she was playing the home right, version of the Pulp Fiction right, game. Right, and put a, ball, yeah, put a ball gag in his mouth and then tied a bandage around his head, leaving only his nostrils showing. Oh, my God. She also crazy. tied his hands and legs behind his back. She then left him. For 20 hours. Oh. Right? <laughs> this Appar- ain't fun no more. <laughs> Apparently, this was not the first time it happened, mm. uh, the sheriff's detective said of the bondage. Authorities found the 29-year-old's body around 4 p.m. Wednesday. Rebecca faces up to 12 years in prison and found guilty. The proof will show that James consented to this being done to him and that he was an active participant, her attorney said. Mona Phillips, uh, Rebecca's mom, said it was an accident, but... His sister thinks it was intentional. Mm. Police think they know where Rebecca was during the 20 hours she left her bound husband alone, and it may change the way they prosecute the case. Up here comes. Detective said she stayed with another man. I knew it. In a cold, right? Cucky, cucky. Detective said she stayed with another man in a local motel at least two days last week. And Bargy met him online and bought his airline ticket from California. No, y'all, wasn't Mike. <laughs> the Texas said she left briefly and returned home to see her husband. Rebecca Bargy has a bond hearing, blah, blah, blah. She's pleaded not, uh, she's pled not guilty of the charges. She's facing up to 12 years in prison. So I had a neurosurgeon that, uh, they, they almost as important for the sexual deviant to commit the access to record in some way. And the, this neurosurgeon would have his wife take this big, long, piece of rebar ran up his whole body and then the whole ball and, and gagged and leather hood oh and, and handcuffed shackles. Well, she would leave and, but she made a promise. She made a promise not to, you know, go outside the home. And this is big, beautiful home. Well, this fucker evidently set up, had a camera set up on the sidewalk out front and he went out and he tripped and he fell oh, and he cracked shit. his head and he bled out. She comes home her neurosurgeon husband is all bound and gag, and she had to call the cops. And then, and then she tried to lie, and then, then the, it, it came out, obviously. I mean, well, they, they here's the question. Tape, tape, so that was an accident. Yeah, like yeah. you can't prosecute. You can't tell. You can't bound and gag yourself like this dude was done. Right, but yeah. but she, but okay. So the question is: Is she liably? In trouble for that? No, no, no. She's not. But uh, she, I mean, it's embarrassing as hell. She lied. She, uh, she, you know, try to say like somebody did this to my husband. Oh like, yeah, oh, see, so yeah. you should have just that messed up. That really didn't work out for but, you. But in you your story, we kinky. But in yeah, your story, it would have been much better <laughs> if she would have said she saw a toddler on the side of the interstate, yeah, yeah, and gotten yeah. out, and then All just right. gone for right. two days and come back. Yeah, that would have been much kinky know, crime. No one would have died. Would have been more believable. That was really kinky. Freaking ball guys. I don't want banjos. 
No, no banjos. No, no, no banjos. No banjos. Uh, breaking okay. alert. Breaking alert. Breaking How, alert. You're doing what's that called? Breaking alert. Breaking news. Breaking news. Interrupts us. Bring you this real life, real crime daily announcement. I'm about to steal Mike's thunder. This is this is a little strange. This is Woody, Woody, Woody is we taking had, the mic to make this announcement. We had a meeting. A board meeting. A board, yeah, a board meeting. A board meeting. <laughs> I wish we had a board. Uh, uh, we had a meeting, a board meeting, and we decided that we're going to let Mike do a couple of, what's it called? Okay. So, first of all, we reviewed the bylaws. Uh, and the bylaws, <laughs> and the bylaws, and the bylaws clearly, clearly you're, you're, state. You're taking it wrong. The, 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 the the consensus was we're going to let you do X amount of how, how what's it called? Uh, well, so we have, we have, no, don't, don't but no, I got, I got to tell no, them the what tagline. Was, what was the deal agreed, being is he gets to do okay, uh, here's a what couple of called. them and then that's it. He's going to have his own society and culture show and I'll be his first <laughs> listener and that's it. I just stole your thunder. That is your report on the board meeting. I mean, we had. We we had a stenographer taking notes. Yeah, we, my God. Uh, it, we have votes. Like we had you, to go through the like bylaws it, to determine. Like I was in folks, I mean, yeah, so right. so what was determined was, was determined that we're being nice. I would be allowed it, to have several over the next few weeks, whatever segments. That's not what was said. That's not, not what that, was that said. Very very we're short. We're going to give him a couple of segments, and it's leading to him never ever ever doing it again on the show. And he's going to have his own shit. Here's what the segment <laughs> is called. The segment is called the "If I was allowed to have a stuff, I'm not allowed to report, report, report." <laughs> and here's the very first. If I was allowed. To have a stuff, I'm not allowed to report, report, report. If I was allowed to have a stuff, I'm not allowed to report, report. Here are some of the topics I would not report in the report I'm not reporting. I wouldn't report on Joe Biden's man-eating dog named Commander. I wouldn't report on the Barbie movie. I wouldn't report on Bronnie James' heart attack. I wouldn't report on Obama's dead chef. I wouldn't report on Meghan and Harry's impending split. And I wouldn't report on try that in a small town. This has been the if I was allowed to have a stuff, I'm not allowed to report, report, report. That's it. I feel like we need an extra for that. Right. (laughs) And then y'all a couple more of those and you, you get all the report and stuff that he wants to report on that. All you got to do is follow his feed. That's right. Absolute love. That commander is a vicious. Should we animal. do a dumb crack? He should be put down. <laughs> Don't. Dun, 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 dun. I want to hear the music and shit for your show. I will. I'll listen to it. Yeah. No, you won't. Yeah. Well, well, don't try to make that. me feel good. I know you're not. I will. You're going to sabotage it. I will listen it. to it because I, I no, want to hear the crazy it. ass shit you're going to say. You're going to rile up those no, bunch actually, of crazies you suck on me over the weekend. <laughs> I didn't do that. You did it to yourself saying I was suspended. But it's anyway, it's all good. Ridiculousness. It's, it's semantics. I out mean, there, the board, the board, I'm out there securing the television shows to promote us. We must honor the bylaws, yeah. and that's yeah, what we're doing. Yeah, we don't have bylaws, people. Y'all have a great weekend out there. Yeah. Wait, you don't have a who stole what? No, I don't no, today. No, no. You don't have a closer? Well, I've been working hard for Unspeakable right. True yeah, Podcast by Kelly oh, Jennings, nice. which yeah. tonight. Tonight it goes down, and Woody Everton will be there. Jim Chapman will be there, of course. Uh, Mike Agavino will be there. Agu will be in the house. Am I allowed to speak? Am I allowed to say anything? Not not right now. No, I mean at the at the thing. Hush, child. I don't. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you can speak at it. Are you guys going to speak? Am I going to have? I'm not going to have one of those uh, wall gags in yeah, my mouth. You guys should bring me yeah. on stage that way with yeah. a wall gag in my mouth. Hopping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so uh, we wish her luck, and we hope all of y'all have a great weekend. Yes, and the absolute last day, and I know y'all tired of hearing about it, podcastawards.com. Vote, vote, vote. You got to go vote. Uh, we told you about all the categories and everything, including Bloody Angola and the history. And please go give us the vote, and hopefully we'll make it to the finals. And you, know, that's right. That. And before we get out of here today, we do want to mention Operation Underground Railroad. They're doing 
all kinds of great things to uh, end human trafficking worldwide, globally. Hey, if we have any listeners that are part of that group already or uh, have an inside hook, we want to contact them and let them know that we're going to promote them because um, they basically are, are saving lives and horror and everything else. Yeah, and yeah. And get one, right? Nothing more yeah. important than our children. So. Uh, we're going to link, of course, uh, in the show notes, the website where you can go learn more information. Maybe there's an event they have in your area that you can go check out and uh, and help promote this wonderful nonprofit. Yeah, and, and we're going to end every show with that, y'all. That's right. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily, peace. peace. Jennifer Gatlin. <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.